Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello and welcome to Horse Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, if you listen to us with any bit of regularity, you know how much we love taking time now and then to read funny, ridiculous, or just plain bizarre movie reviews. We had an idea to do an entire episode, you heard me, where we read the funniest, strangest, and most out there reviews of some of the most popular horror movies of all time and some of our most favorite horror movies of all time. All these reviews come from IMDb. AKA the Yahoo Answers of movie review sites. Some of these will make you laugh out loud while others will make you scratch your head while saying, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to be reading all the reviews as written. Grammatical errors and all. (laughs) And we threw in a little bit of fun trivia here and there too. Frankly, if it were up to me, this would be our podcast. Like, all that's all we would do. All insane reviews all the time. I agree, because that's a lot less research to do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's begin. First up, we have the 1978 John Carpenter classic Halloween. Love it or hate it. There's no denying this film's importance to the horror genre as it has inspired countless insanely talented horror filmmakers. Sharon and I love some Mikey Myers action, and I'm sure our friends in the IMDb forums do too, maybe? Let's read our first review. This one's titled, A Great Film But a Little Overrated, and they gave it a 1 out of 10. Yikes. An escaped mental patient goes on a killing spree in Haddonfield, Illinois, killing many babysitters and simply disappearing. While this movie is good, it isn't the greatest. The camera angles are dull, while a terrifying theme keeps it good, and the killer is a bit of all right. The story is boring, the script is okay, the ending is good, cast is good, But it's not the greatest horror movie ever. It's overrated saying it's the best horror movie ever. No, it's not. Dawn of the Dead 1978 and the Friday the 13th series have more originality and fun to the mix. Halloween definitely gets boring as the once horrifying, now dull and overused Michael Myers stalks and eliminates everyone. That's it. It's a boring movie that's overrated, but it's still good. I, I love how they're like just completely ripped this movie apart and kept calling it boring, but it's still good, but it has a terrifying theme, but I like this about it. The script is okay. It's really boring and it's overrated, but it's still good. One out of 10. Also, he goes around, Mike Myers goes around killing all bunch of babysitters. Just, just babysitters. <laughs> or many babysitters, he said, but like there's really just fun in the movie so okay whatever okay fine what's our next one have to say about uh (laughs) halloween sharon uh this is also a one out of ten star review (laughs) and it's titled nonsense with an exclamation point (laughs) what the hell is in your minds this Ah. film sucks each minute i was getting more and more bored i strove to watch the end because i hoped something at least would at last happen I should I should read this with all the exclamation points. <laughs> I plan to, yeah. I hope something at least would at last happen, but instead of that, I got amazed how dull the end was treated. What is this story about this bloody boogeyman? How come he doesn't die? He is a bloody human being, for God's sakes. A mere boy that killed his silly sister 15 years ago. Then what? His stay on a psychiatric hospital made him immortal? <laughs> this film, a fascinatingly stupid? This film, a fascinatingly stupid dot, dot, dot. It's really hard to read this with the grammatical <laughs> yeah. errors, I will say. Um, it's a must of silliness. <laughs> I'm going to resell it right now to some silly guy who will understand this silly film. Uh, that's the end. <laughs> and scene. Can we make that our new, uh, like, use that as, like, a quote, just, like, steal it, since this is from IMDb, a a review, like, horse talk horror, it's a must of silliness. (laughs) I like that tagline. It's a must of silliness. (laughs) I also like how before every exclamation point and question mark, there is one or two extra spaces for some reason. (laughs) 
I've never seen that punctuational error before, but uh, this person invented something new. So congrats to you. Okay, so this one is a three out of 10. So that's a little bit doing a little bit better. And the title is disappointed exclamation point. I will admit this is the first time I have ever seen the original Halloween. Totally meh. Kid kills sister in a clown suit gets sent to Looney Bin. 15 years later, mid-20s bloke escapes from Looney Bin. Teens see said bloke waiting beside bushes. Doctor also waits behind bushes hoping to see said bloke. Bloke slow walks and stabs slash strangles several teens. Bloke gets stabbed with a knitting needle by heroin and lives. Bloke gets stabbed again inside a wardrobe with a coat hanger and lives. Bloke gets shot by doctor and lives. The end. Hashtag Halloween. Hashtag meh. So I, this person, I'm going to guess by their use of the word <laughs> bloke 50 times, is probably from Great Britain somewhere. I, I think one or both of the other ones were two, actually. This person also gets an award for creative punctuation. Instead of using periods at the end of each sentence, they use an asterisk to well, separate the sentences. See, I thought they were that was like bullet points. Like they probably wrote that out as bullet points, but the way it posts, I, I'm guessing IMDb. Ah, uh, that could be. But I like to think that instead of using periods, exclamation points, or question marks at the end of sentences, yeah. the British use asterisks. Which I'm happy to, I I will accept that answer as well. <laughs> but yeah, I totally meh. Hashtag meh. I love it. All right. Well, this last review for Halloween oh my God. is titled, I was scared a little too much, one out of 10, because <laughs> it was so effective. You gave it a one out of 10. But, but uh, let's see if they explain. <laughs> Being a teenager, I attend many sleepovers with my friends. We rent. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. This... This punctuation. All right. Being a teenager, I attend many sleepovers with my friends where we rent scary movies. One day we decided to rent Halloween with a few other videos. I'm as paranoid as they get. If you read my location for this film, you see that I don't mention it with fear that Michael Myers might be upset with me and want to come kill me. Psycho? Maybe. Paranoid? Yes. Being a, quote, brave, end quote, teenager, I put the movie in the VCR and pushed play. The music was so scary that it added so much to my reaction. After hearing the music, I was creeped out, but couldn't tell anyone to turn it off for fear of being called a loser or something. I could barely sit through it. I did, though, and I can see how it is considered a, quote, classic, end quote. I unfortunately have my own, quote, horror, end quote, story connected with the film. After seeing it, I was 13 at the time. The next day when my parents arrived to pick me up, I was looking over my shoulder and being more paranoid than ever. I eventually developed a fever from it and threw up and had to sleep with my mom that night. Even though I went through all that, I see that only a good movie can do that to you. You ho. <laughs> I think it's, oh. You... I like Yuho better. You, <laughs> if anyone knows how to pronounce U H O O, Yuho, maybe Yuho, Yuho, I heard a noise as it is late at night. Better run up to my room and lock the door now. Of course, that was only a movie, right? <laughs> so basically, this was like, wow, I've never been so scared by any movie that I puked. Any movie that freaks you out so bad, you Ralph, deserves a higher rating than one out of 10. Yuho. Let's move on, Sharon. I think this, if a movie makes you throw up because it scares you so much, that is a solid 10 out of 10 easy. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have one of my all-time favorite movies ever, mm -hmm. 1974's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I'm not even sure if the person who wrote the first review even saw this movie or not. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, after I read it, you'll see why. It is titled, Does Not Live Up to Its Reputation, 1 out of 10 stars. Texas Chainsaw Massacre does not live up to its reputation as being a horror classic. I was disappointed in the cinematography, 
acting, directing, and the handling of the plotline. A group of Texas kids are on their way to check out the gravesite of a deceased relative, and after head to an out-of-town rock concert, the kids come across a hitchhiker while heading to the concert and decide to pick him up. The young man has blood on his hands slash shirt and is mumbling the same thing over and over. The kids decide to help him out by taking a dirt road back to where the young man came from. The young man gets nervous and either runs off or kills himself. <laughs> I can't recall exactly that they said that, not me. I know exactly what happens and none of this happens. <laughs> This plot advancement doesn't do much to pull the storyline along. The kids end up at a rundown house where a creepy disabled man lives with his family. A couple of the kids have already been killed at this point, and the viewer is supposed to be scared. Scared of what is out there and of the creepy old man? The guy does not have a telephone, but tells the kids where to find a phone booth. The main male character heads off to the telephone booth while the others explore the house and its barn. I'm probably missing a few plot points, <laughs> but you get the basic premise. All the kids get killed except for a pretty young girl by Leatherface. Leatherface's mask is a joke, as are the ones his family members are wearing. All Leatherface does in this film is wave a chainsaw around wildly while the camera cuts away just when the slashing begins. The lone surviving girl spends the last 20 minutes of the film screaming her full head off over and over again. I wanted Leatherface to kill her. I'd rather have heard that obnoxious chainsaw than listen to any more screaming. My friend and I eventually muted the TV we lost our patience. However, the stupid girl gets away, and though the TV was muted, we could tell she was still screaming. She flags down a trucker while standing along the side of a highway. We thought she would have shut up, <laughs> but this was not the case. This film is a piece of trash that does not deserve its cult status. The 2003 remake of the film is superior to the original. The acting, cinematography, directing, adding more detail to the plotline, and the intensity level are excellent. It's a very well-crafted horror film remake that keeps you on the edge. Yeah. I mean, you're not the biggest fan of this movie either, Mindy, but um, what do you think of this review? (laughs) I have a number of questions. (laughs) Because I was absolutely confused for, like, most of that. Because I'm going, I don't remember that. I don't. Oh, I don't remember that because it's not in the movie. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I agree. Maybe they watched something else and just got confused. Maybe. And thought it was Texas Chainsaw. Although I haven't seen, besides the 2003 remake, I haven't seen any of the newer Texas Chainsaw movies. Maybe they watched one of those and, yeah, got confused and wrote a review about one of the, I have yeah whatever I have no idea no rock concert uh yeah I was the, like that's a lot of exposition that they just made up that like <laughs> totally I was kind of impressed a little bit because I was like wow maybe he just like wrote his own backstory or I'm, I shouldn't say he he or she wrote their own backstory to like what was happening off screen before the movie starts no I don't clue. think that's the case sadly but <laughs> were drugs involved Maybe they were high when they watched it and just imagined most of it. Anyways, what what is our next uh, review for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, I this is maybe one of my favorite things ever. I just think this is my favorite review probably of the day, but we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind. But this next review is entitled Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and uh, the <laughs> rating is three out of ten. So again, we're, we're up a little bit from 1 out of 10. That's an improvement. Here we go. I am not a connoisseur of this kind of brutality, and the only reason I am writing this is because one of my best friends played the masked man who ran around with the axe. <laughs> he wouldn't like it if I gave his name, but we are good friends, and he knows I hated this bunch of garbage, although I've seen this film several times. If some go for that sort of thing, I'll just keep my mouth shut. 
The only bit of info I can give about the masked man is that he had an uncle who played in silent and talking pictures up through the 1950s. Acting sort of ran in the family, and what an adventurous family it was. (laughs) End review. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, hey man, you're posting to IMDb, right? Like, where folks go when they ask, what was the name of the guy who was the killer in (laughs) Texas Chainsaw? So, like, that was kind of a major humble brag fail, A. (laughs) Um, Yeah, B, it's not an axe. (laughs) Yeah, the Texas... Axe massacre. It just doesn't have quite the same ring. I just it. love all these. Like, I I think they just came on to brag and it failed. Side note: We tried to see if we could find any info about Gunnar Hansen having an uncle who was in film and came up empty. Uh, fun fact: He was born in Reykjavik, Iceland, and moved to the U.S. when he was five. Also, he spent over six weeks filming more than twelve hours a day for Chainsaw, and his total pay was a whopping $800, roughly. Though that would have been good money in the 70s, right? Like, I, I don't know math, so I can't really translate, but, like, back in the, this when that movie was made, that was probably a decent paycheck. I don't think so. Spencer, look it up. It couldn't have been for more than, like, a few thousand dollars. I'm going to go with $5,000 for six weeks of filming yeah. for more than 12 hours a day. That's like a pittance. I mean, okay. Horrible. No, note to self, learn math. But yes, I agree. <laughs> so yeah, that what, sucks. What year? 78? Yeah. Uh, it's equivalent of about $3,200 today. Ooh, not even 5000 Okay. Yeah, Yikes. that's really bad. That's rough. That's a abusive. That's abusive uh, work environment or whatever. Well, <laughs> that movie, they had what no budget, and there were a whole lot of other problems too. No, I know, I know. Yeah, the uh, cast and crew of that film were not happy with Toby Hooper <laughs> uh, during the making of that movie, uh, and I don't blame them, especially now that I know uh, what they made on that movie. I wonder how much Sally made for all the uh, the screaming and running she had to do. Nine hundred. Ugh. Ugh. Well, we know it annoyed that other reviewer, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, this cracked my shit up when I read this because I was like, you just want to brag. So that was fun. Sharon, what does our next film critic have to say? All right. Well, our next reviewer gave this a solid four out of 10. Oh. And. The title of this review is Cheap Gore Exploitation in Place of Mood, Feeling, and Anxiety. All right, here it goes. Where to start? The villain... (laughs) This one gets good right away. Right. Where to start? The villains are stupid, idiot rednecks that I found to be annoying and harmless as kittens. The main character of the second half... Only has about 10 lines in the first half. I didn't even know her name for the first 45 minutes. (laughs) The only character that I cared about, the guy in the wheelchair, the only character where the filmmakers show any subsidence is killed off so fast he may just have been a red shirt. I laughed out loud so many times during this movie at how idiotic and silly that it seemed to me that this is just not horror. It only gets scares from gore and revulsion. That is not good whore to me. That is a cheap out. (laughs) Plus, Leatherface chasing a girl with a horrible, ineffective weapon that they show is horribly ineffective in the movie for that matter. And another thing I could not get over about this movie is that when Leatherface is chainsawing this door very slowly that they showed less than a minute ago it was unlocked. I know he is not bright like a giant man child, but I assume he could try. (laughs) But I assume he could he could try to open a door. The ending is absolutely unbelievably a clusterfug. (laughs) F.U.G. Not F.U.C.K. The entire soundtrack is just this girl screaming. Nothing truly scary, creepy or terrifying is happening. The idiot villains are just being idiots. And the noise is just unbearably loud. There is no complexity, no plot, nothing. They got a few simple scares in the beginning, very simple scares that directors and writers use only to get people to stay. 
During one scene, the blonde, I forgot her name, Sam, I think, is getting into a fight. She is obviously overpowered. There is no suspense and no nothing, just some bigger, stronger guy tying her up. He doesn't even hit her on the screen, and the sound the hits make is a very generic sound bit. The night chase scene is really where it disintegrated into a mess. For am I to be scared with an annoying as hell soundtrack is the killer with no stealth and an ineffective weapon plus a girl who thought was only there to be a pretty face? Yep, that's a sentence. Uh, When they literally introduce the villains in the beginning of the film, she doesn't even talk. She does nothing, just has a butt shot of her getting a Coke. The walkers in The Walking Dead and I Don't Like That Show are more scary than Leatherface. They show up out of nowhere with unnerving stealth at any time and don't stop until disposed of. But Leatherface is a big, bumbling simpleton. I did not enjoy or like the movie Plain and Simple. Horror should be about your fears, about the other among us, the thing from 1982, the very wrong and alien alien from 1979, and good, unadulterated evil and sadism, Hellraiser from 1987. This may have been original at its time, but in the end, it is uncomplex, gory exploitation. No exploration of your feelings or anxiety or dread, just gore porn. I have seen crap, movie 43, I hate you, and this is not (laughs) crap. So I give it a good four stars. Not one of the best, but not terrible. All right. I also think this person might not have seen this movie or may not have paid attention to the film. Um, Idjit is I-D-J-I-T, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say that when I saw that review, just without hearing you read it, I didn't even know what that was supposed to be. I'm kind of impressed that you figured out that that was what that was. Because I've heard that term before, obviously, but jokingly. But this person put it all over the review. Idjit. <laughs> I will give them, I will say, I have to agree about the chainsaw part because it is heavy and cumbersome and it's going to slow you down chasing those teens. So I guess they have a point there, but I was totally amused how they were like, the guy in the wheelchair was their favorite character, but he got killed right away and he might as well have been a red shirt. (laughs) Like, okay, that guy, from what I recall... I don't remember a whole lot of memorable lines, but okay, cool, cool. And I don't know anything about movie 43 or what that has to do with anything. I Again, I have questions. Well, movie 43 is just supposed to be a really, really bad film with a ton of big stars. Also, Franklin, the guy in the wheelchair, <laughs> is the second to last person to get killed. So he's oh. not killed right away. So he's not a red shirt at all. No. What is a red shirt? It, it's a term. phrase that people it's an it's a nerd thing it's from star trek because on the old cv tv series from like the what like the 60s or 60s. whatever whenever they'd like go beam down to a planet to go check something out and there'd be like kirk and spock and bones and then some like rando guy that was like part of the crew and i'm putting that in air quotes but you can't see me and he would always be wearing a red shirt like uniform shirt and then would be ultimately the first to die by whatever aliens were on that planet or whatever the fuck was going on. So like, that's like a running thing. It's a, it's a Star Trek trope where the person in the red shirt gets killed. Of course, Mindy knew the answer. (laughs) Well, it's also been like, then like referenced a lot in like, like Futurama used that joke and it, yeah, but of course I did. My dad forced that shit down my throat. Unfortunately, back to this review. They also complain about how gory it is, which is so funny Because it's not gory at all, really. It's mostly your imagination filling in the gaps where there should be gore. Um, Yeah, so. Well, and to that point, though, like, didn't didn't they even say, though, at one point, like, they go to, like, they don't, like, they commented about how, like, you don't even actually see anything. Because there was another reviewer that was like, well, it's stupid. Just as the camera's about to film a big slaughter, it. the camera moves away and you don't even see anything happen i'm a little concerned about like the anger at not seeing the violence against (laughs) against sam was that what this guy called her (laughs) yes sally not sam no but didn't Um, he say like i don't know what her name is sam 
But also Franklin is usually people's like most hated character in that movie. And people were like glad when Franklin was killed. But this guy, he was a Franklin fan. I guess. But he's not a red shirt then if he dies towards the end. So this person also did not pay attention to this film at all. So no wonder they didn't like it. All right. Well, let's move on to a horror classic um, that, you know, how can anyone dislike this film, Mindy? Oh, you you asked now. Um, so th- our next film is, yes, the classic Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. And uh, let's just say that not everyone considers this 1960 H- Hitchcock movie a masterpiece. Uh, let's get into it. This is another one out of 10 rating. And the title is simply I Hated It. If there were negatives in the vote, mine would be much lower than one. I mean, what was that? I tell you what it was. It was a waste of resources and almost two hours of my life. The main character dies? What is this? <laughs> now I Spoilers. Right? Now, I've seen some lame movies in my day, but nothing comes even close to the utter crappiness of Psycho. It was the most overrated film in existence. One day, about six months ago, I came across this movie at Roger's Video, and I rented it, just to see what all the fuss was about. The storyline sucked, and the plot was loose. Who wants to watch a movie about some old hack who works as a real estate agent? I'll tell you who. Perverts and housewives. Rated R? For what? Repulsive? Rendered useless? Here in Canada, it got a PG. Even that seems a little high. For Christ's sakes, I thought I was watching the Bob Hope Christmas special. It made me laugh. Those losers who say they never took a shower again can burn in hell. Hitchcock's worst, and that's no easy feat. The birds was good, and that's it. I give it a negative five out of five. Anger. Wow. Right? Again, don't think they paid attention to the movie. What is this person watching that they thought Psycho looked like a Bob Hope Christmas special? Like, what are they used to? What's their norm? It's the internet. I think that really we picked the ones where these were people who just like had something they wanted to bitch about and just a lot of pent up anger and maybe like Psycho happened to be on TV that day. So he was like, I'm going to bitch about Psycho. They rented it at Roger's video. Yeah, he went to Roger's video, Mindy. Come on. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Sorry. Talk about not paying attention. Yeah, I was thinking also of the other reviewers too. So how could I forget Roger's video? God. Once again, when did they actually watch this versus when did they write the review? Right. Because video store, oh, maybe in Canada though, video stores still exist. If they do, I'm moving to Canada because I miss video stores so much. All right. All right. I wonder if this next one's going to be any better, Sharon. Well, it's titled, eh, Waste of Time, (laughs) one out of 10. I literally thought Marion was going to be alive throughout, but instead, in the midway through the film, she was then killed by that weirdo's mother, who is a crazy old hag. I was fairly disappointed. This is meant to be the top movies out there. All right. I apologize because it is so hard to read. It is this, really hard to read. The way like these are written, because my brain wants to... Yeah. fix it so that it's grammatically correct but I'm trying to read exactly how it's written it's hard to read incorrect things correctly it really yeah. is alright I was fairly disappointed because this is meant to be the top movies out there and it just didn't satisfy me what I would rather prefer oh boy colon hyphen <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd choice over our question mark but okay it's almost a full smiley face <laughs> yeah what I would rather prefer, colon hyphen, Marion surviving the attack and then her trying to get out of the hotel but couldn't as the crazy psycho mother blocks her every time she would try and escape. I even would like to have seen her and that weird son become a couple if she didn't get killed off so soon. Sure, she escaped to have a new life. Why couldn't she go out with guys again? <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> Regardless of that guy being so kiddish, himself and Marion ship would work. I do- <laughs> exclamation point. I don't consider this to be the best Alfred Hitchcock film, to be perfectly honest with you. If Walt Disney was alive, we would share lots of reasons why this film is crap. Okay. 
I'm guessing they didn't finish the entire movie if they think that the mother I was going to say <laughs> was the actual killer. Also, when I read the thing about Walt Disney, I just thought it was like a completely random absurd statement, but yeah. it actually has merit. Okay. And I did a little bit of research and did find out that Walt Disney was actually not a fan of Psycho. So this comes from filmstories.com. Did he write a review on IMDb? Walt Disney? Yeah. He, he wrote this review. <laughs> he wrote the next review um, <laughs> that Mindy is going to read. No, but this, I've never heard this story before. But no. the story goes, Hitchcock wanted to film a thriller that was set in Disneyland and Hitchcock and scriptwriter Ernest Lehman decided to work together on a screenplay for a new film called The Blind Band. The last film they collaborated on was North by Northwest, which had been a massive success the year before, both at the box office and also with critics. So they had high hopes for a new project and were excited to work together again on a very original script. The plot was incredibly innovative. It was about a blind jazz pianist, Jimmy Shearing, who was able to see again because of an eye transplant. But he comes to realize that the dead man who donated his eyes was actually killed and his murderer is still free. And when Shearing goes to Disneyland with his family, he watches a fake gunfight in a Wild West show that triggers memories of getting shot. Uh, sounds very interesting yeah. so far. He starts having strange memories about a man he meets and feels extremely disturbed every time he sees him. Shearing soon concludes that this man is the murderer of his eye donor. Somehow, the donated retinas preserved an image of the murderer during the crime. And this leads to a game of cat and mouse between the pianist and the murderer. Shearing feels that he has to keep pursuing the killer because of his debt to the murdered man. The action and suspense of the blind man is heightened as the chase continues amidst crowds of innocent children in the huge carnival of Disneyland. So this sounds like an amazing movie. And oh my I God, 100%. Kind of wish someone would like make this. I don't know if someone owns the rights to it, but um, someone please make this. So what went wrong? Well, Walt Disney read in the trade papers that Hitchcock was involved in a new film set in Disneyland hmm. and went ballistic. Earlier that year, Hitchcock had released Psycho, and after reading about the blind man, Disney made a statement that he wouldn't let his children watch Psycho. I mean, most people wouldn't let their young children watch Psycho, but uh, he also said that he would not allow the man who made this, quote, disgusting, end quote, movie to ever film a movie in Disneyland. So Lehman ended up quitting because he wasn't able to resolve any of the issues with the plot. And Hitchcock was furious that he'd just given up and swore he would never mm. work with Lehman again. So this in turn meant that Hitchcock canceled any plans he had for the blind man. He kept his word and didn't work with Lehman for almost two decades and then they reunited for another project 16 years later and made the little-known movie Family Plot, which turned out to be Hitchcock's final film. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that would be badass. That plot sounds amazing. But uh, not a big surprise that Disney was a buzzkill about it. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Walt Disney fan, so we could wah, go on free. We could go and freeze him and r see what he really had to say about it. Because <laughs> they say that he's like cryogenically frozen or something. I'm not sure if that's an urban legend. I've heard it on the internet, therefore I'm going to say it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. But um, oh, it looks like that was our last Psycho review. So I guess maybe I accidentally deleted Walt Disney's review. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> sorry, Walt Disney. We're not giving you time on the show. Plus, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, Mindy, what is our next movie? Ah, uh, Poltergeist. And I, this is the 1982 version. Uh, let's see how one of our favorite childhood movies handles the 
discerning critics on IMDb. <laughs> uh, what do people have to say about Poltergeist from 1982? I'm guessing it probably can't be great, but let's see. Okay, this I'm going to try and, like, again, read this grammatically correct, but also with the proper emphasis for everybody. So the title is, I hate this movie! Minor spoiler. And it's they rated this a 1 out of 10. Does anyone else agree that this movie is just god-awful? I mean, it just sucks. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. All of a sudden, there's a clown fighting a little boy and a tree and then a big gaping hole in the closet that looks like the inside of a whale. What the heck? And what was with that kid sliding on the floor in that St. Louis Rams helmet? And don't get me started on that helmet. (laughs) Why did they choose the Rams? Didn't they live in California? I know the Rams used to be the Los Angeles Rams, but can't they be a little more up to date? Again, with an exclamation point. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen. If you have never seen this movie, then don't waste your money. Get a better horror movie like madman or halloween this movie sucks that was all in caps uh for the record the rams played in la from 1946 to 1994 and poltergeist was released in 1982 so sorry buddy you're wrong about that it it lines up it works out (laughs) (laughs) They they were accurate they did their research the rams were still playing in la when that was filmed so All right. Well, this next person liked it a little bit more because they gave it a two out of 10, but they called it boring. I don't know what all the fuss is about. It was getting good at the beginning where the little girl was touching the static television screen with both her hands. (laughs) Then the young boy was starting to be experiencing something fishy in the house, such as the clown staring at him in the unexpected storm. After thinking that something was going to Nothing didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just read that sentence one more time? Please do. Please do. After thinking that something was gonna, nothing didn't. (laughs) Actually, that sentence is better the second time around. Yeah. I'm going to start using that phrase all the time now. (laughs) A hundred percent. That's what I was just going to say. And I might even change what I thought I would get as my tattoo and make it just that phrase. I honestly thought there would be even at least something exciting during the beginning. I suppose not. I'm annoyed at the movie for disappointing me with not getting what I would like out of it. Especially since horror films are supposed to surprise you, not wait. And that's it. (laughs) End of review right there. You know what? This review, I changed my mind. This might be my favorite review because of that phrase. They gave us a new phrase. I don't know. The, I kind of like the hum- humble brag one. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that didn't talk about the movie at all. Yeah, that one. God damn! If only we can figure out who that reviewer was talking about. Who played the axe murderer in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I was like, I literally don't think they knew what site they were on when they were reviewing <laughs> this. Like, okay. After thinking that something was gonna, nothing didn't. <laughs> God, that's so good. I love it. I need I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Stat. All right. Yes, I will read the next one because this one is fun because it's all one sentence. <laughs> and the title of this review is, so I suppose it's just an age thing. Oh, no. I suppose it's just a age thing. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So I suppose, S-U-S-S-P-O-S-E, So I suppose it's just a age thing. Two out of 10 stars. All right. Take a deep breath, Sharon. Here we go. All one sentence. When I was young, I liked this film. When the ghost comes down the staircase, that was a bit scary when I was young. And when the man goes to the fridge to get something to eat and his face starts to fall apart. But watching this film later on as an adult, it's all a bit met and either tries to be a comedy or a horror. Well, well said. Well said. I catch my breath there. All right. Whew. I'll, I will say that when I was little, I used to close my eyes when the guy would go into the kitchen for that part. I don't know why I'm trying to add any sort of like justification or logic to these, but I seem to keep doing that. But yeah. Props for that reading, Sharon. Very good. Very good. 
Thank you. Okay, so I think is this I think this is our yeah, this is our last one for Poltergeist. And they're very adamant that this film is, and this is the title, not scary, not scary, not scary. Uh, and they rated it a two out of ten. So this is a little long, so I'm gonna do my best. When it comes to the likes of horror flicks, Poltergeist has got to be one of the all-time most overrated pieces of movie junk that I have ever seen. There's no ifs ands or buts about it from start to finish poltergeist is nothing but an overblown thoroughly obnoxious mess of a horror movie its story escalates at breakneck speed into one of the stupidest quote hauntings imaginable there's absolutely no subtlety or artistic restraint in evidence anywhere in this flick we, the viewer, are literally bulldozed to death and then buried alive by an onslaught of preposterous special effects that are only there to distract us from the plain, simple truth that this flick really sucks. All caps. Just like The Shining, I cannot figure out for the freaking life of me why so many people continue 32 years later to still make such a ridiculous fuss over this one. Let's face it, Poltergeist isn't that good. It isn't. For one thing, not only are all of the kids in Poltergeist totally revolting and worthy of being <laughs> slaughtered within the first half of this flick. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. The adults are definitely in need of a good decapitation too. It's true. One can't help but loathe every last one of them. And on top of that... Would someone please tell me what sort of property development company builds a subdivision of homes right on top of a goddamn graveyard and only moves the freaking headstones to another location and leaves the actual coffin still buried there in the ground? Eh? Who? Like, am I expected to accept without question that during the initial excavation of all this property, laying sewer pipes, creating basements, building swimming pools, et cetera, et cetera, that not a single solitary coffin was ever dug up at this point? And am I also supposed to believe the the entire construction crew working on this project were all <laughs> actually all in on this conspiracy not to move any of the graves and so they just built everything around them? Come on now. That's just plain preposterous and idiotic. When you seriously consider the illogical aspect of it all, Poltergeist simply comes out as being just a really dumb horror movie. The story is an absolute insult to the intelligence of even the most average thinking person. So there, as some sort of compensation for my attitude towards this flick, it gives me the greatest of pleasure to know that behind the scenes of this flick's production, Steven Spielberg and director Toby Hooper were at each other's throats constantly over the direction of Poltergeist. Things got so nasty between these two that Hooper was eventually removed from his directorial duties and Spielberg himself took over the show. Okay, pipe down there with the slaughtering kids shit, first of all. That's a little crazy. Uh, and who builds on top of cemeteries? I don't know, like a good portion of the city of Chicago, right? In Lincoln Park? Isn't that what ha what they literally did? And I'm sure that there's many other places that we don't know about. So I wonder what this reviewer would actually think if he knew that Joe Beth Williams was swimming in bone water with actual corpses for the pool scene. I don't know anything about what you're talking about with the city of Chicago <laughs> building on top of grave sites and leaving bodies Lincoln there. Lincoln Park. That was the cemetery. There's still a gravestone uh, in the park, like across from the, the Latin school. That's like a anonymous, like it's a unknown grave, I think, or something. I'm getting that part wrong. But yeah, we had talked about doing an episode about this. Oh, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I mean, they just put up freaking zoo on top of it yeah if that's the the case um yeah this person's pretty uh nasty they want to slaughter children and they get excited over the fact that spielberg and hooper were like basically wanting to like fight each other <laughs> over the making of this movie so yeah definitely agree chill out there it's just a movie you don't have to like it I'm going to stick to the whole, I think these people just have anger issues and decided to just take it out on whatever movie they were watching that day. Like, 
Because clearly, come on. How could you want to slaughter Carol Ann and Robbie? They're adorable. Exactly. And I don't know about you guys, but do you remember when you watched this movie? Were you literally bulldozed to death? Yes, I was. And I'm a ghost. And I've been a ghost since I watched this movie because I was literally bulldozed to death. (laughs) My body's already been donated to Hollywood. I was one of the skeletons in the pool with Joe Beth Williams. Me too. Hey, I saw you there. (laughs) I thought you looked familiar. Yeah, you lost a lot of weight. (laughs) What's our next movie, Sharon? Um, All right. Next movie is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Another horror favorite of Mindy and mine that has many sequels, although the original will always be my favorite. Although New Nightmare is actually pretty good, too. It's a toss up. They're both great. So this first, <laughs> this first review is titled, Big Spoiler, Not Epic, Very Sad, Gonna Go Cry, Saddest Movie, 1 out of 10. So uh, some big dumb-dumb writer decided to kill Johnny Depp. You don't kill the Depp man. The Depp man kills you. So this movie actually is 0 out of 10, but big dumb-dumb IMDb won't let you rate 0 out of 10. I rate IMDb negative 563,245 out of 10. It's a very specific number. Thank you. Sincerely, Cool Kid Gaming Reviews. Aw, yeah. (laughs) So for the record, I tried to read this like five times and couldn't even get through it. Um, It's mostly all in caps lock. It's kind of awesome. I also want to say that they uh, are, it's not sincerely, it's sincerely. Sincerely, Cool Kid Gaming Reviews. People are weird, but you don't kill Johnny Depp man. The Depp man kills you. It's true. It's, it's so true. true. So true. Facts. Okay. It's facts. Hashtag facts. <laughs> okay. So we've got one more review for Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and this title just gets right to it. Movies like this should not be made. And it, they also give this a one out of ten. <laughs> This film really shows that Wes Craven is disturbed, and I heard that he has a strong Christian background. All he does with this film is promote the notion that evil is more powerful than good. It's sickening to watch this movie. It has no morality and glorifies murder. I would not have minded so much if the evil one in the film met with a gruesome end. I think the killers in these films should die the worst. But in this film... Evil does not die, and it really is an evil experience to watch this film. I know that it's a horror movie, but I think that's why it should be judged more harshly. If you're going to show all that horror, you have to show that in the end, the evil one is going to get it the worst and be destroyed. If you don't, you're telling society that evil cannot be destroyed, which is not true. Negative 10, and then in parentheses, should be banned. And I just want to say that every single your, as in you are, is Y-O-U-R. That's how they spell it. Um, does this person know what horror movies are? Like, why do they even watch this? If they think horror movies are so evil. And if he thinks this movie should be banned, he definitely should watch Cannibal Holocaust and see just how tame Nightmare on Elm Street is compared to that. Oh, Wes Craven, your master. Speaking of Wes Craven, we have another Wes Craven film. Uh, We're going to get a little more modern here and read some of the reviews from Scream, which is a personal Probably one of my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. So, Mindy, do people like Scream better than they like A Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, without even looking at the next review, I'm going to take a guess and say probably not. But let's find out. Ah, well, first review, probably the most harmful and irresponsible movie ever. So maybe not, Sharon. <laughs> maybe this review was written by the same person whose last review we just read. This is another one out of 10, so we'll see. This is hands down the worst movie I have ever seen. I only sat all the way through it because I kept hoping that there would be something redeeming at the end, something to justify the intense violence and sick, quote, humor, unquote. 
There was nothing. The ending left me cold and feeling sick. Perhaps that's what Wes Craven wanted. <laughs> to all the people who loved this movie, you really need to ask yourselves what you loved about it. You need to think about it very carefully and do some serious soul searching. Personally, I actually felt violated after watching it. One of the few movies I've actually regretted watching. There was simply nothing positive to be gained from it. Moreover, I honestly believe that this is one of the most dangerous and irresponsible movies ever made. The studio should never have released it. How could anyone ever voluntarily sit through it more than once will be an eternal mystery to me. The most frightening thing about it was that it was a big hit. I know people will accuse me of misunderstanding it or other such crap, but let's examine the facts. What, it, what this movie is really about is greed above all else. Wes Craven's sick and horrific fascination with intensely graphic images of human guttings and dismemberment is truly shocking. He tries to sugarcoat it stench with a little humor mixed, mixed it. <laughs> Not mixed in. Mixed it. He knows that it makes it more palatable. He markets this dangerous mixture to impressionable youth, not caring about the consequences, not caring that the human mind, especially a young one, becomes desensitized to violence the more it's exposed to it. He wants this movie to be cool and is seen over and over. He know we can achieve this by making <laughs> it extremely violent and horrific. Rebellious youth will flock to it. They do. And he succeeds not caring who he's harming, as long as he's getting rich. That's practically the definition of evil, if you ask me. To Wes Craven, shame on you. Maybe I'm just some old-fashioned backwoods moron who's really uncool and beyond all hope, but will somebody please explain to me what's so entertaining about watching young people getting graphically hacked to pieces by a knife-wielding maniac? Why is this supposed to be funny? Why is this considered by so many people to be cool? This attitude embodies everything that is wrong with our society. I'm not a fascist nor a religious right wing Republican in favor of censorship, but this type of garbage just should not be made. It's as simple as that. No good can possibly come from it. I would never recommend this movie to anyone, even to a mature adult with a strong stomach. Truly horrible. Did Joel Osteen or like Billy Graham write this? Do you think this person's living in a bunker and has never seen a scary movie ever until they saw Scream? Because aside from like the opening, maybe, I don't remember there actually being a lot of guts or too much gore, really. I mean, the ending gets kind of messy, but it's just blood. And also, for the record, I'm not a fascist or a religious right wing right-wing Republican in favor of censorship is basically the horror equivalent of, I'm not a racist, but... Yeah, exactly. Also, um, we should show this person a Serbian film. <laughs> if they think... <laughs> if they think that Scream is, like, the most harmful, irresponsible movie ever, oh, my God, I have a list of movies I can show this person that would I, <laughs> make them crawl back up inside their mom's uterus. I was thinking the same... Well, maybe not exactly that whole sentiment but i was thinking <laughs> along the same lines yes all right well i think we could all use a little more jesus <laughs> moral of the story moral of the story is wes craven is burning in hell obviously because he didn't make it into heaven after making this film well, whatever. He he was able to get good digs because he's so rich from selling all of this horrible, horrible violence to impressionable young children. Aw, rest in peace, Wes Craven. We love you. We love you and your movies. All right. So we have one more review for Scream, simply titled, This Movie Sucks, hmm. 1 out of 10. Good God, was that supposed to be scary or something? This is the perfect movie for your 14-year-old acne-infested, can't-get-laid MTV-watching loser of a child. I'm sure they will like it. Maybe they can watch it after Dawson's or The New Seventh Heaven or Saved by the Bell. What a waste of videotape. One out of ten. Unfortunately, zero is not on the list. <clears throat> That's also 
that also needs to be on a t-shirt. 14-year-old acne-infested can't get laid MTV watching loser of a child. I mean, they're kind of not far off at the time that it came out, but that's also pretty harsh. Like, don't judge. You had acne when you were 14, probably, reviewer. Oh, my God. Oh. This, this is kind of the opposite of the last one. The last one, they were like, it's so scary and gore, and this one's like, show this to your kid. <laughs> this one's the equivalent of watching Dawson's Creek. Scream, Dawson's Creek. I mean, they're basically the same thing. Well, they are by the same creator, Kevin Williamson. Oh, true, true. Yeah, but then also the new Seventh Heaven or Saved by the Bell, like, when was this written again? Because even when Scream came out, seven he- Seventh Heaven and Saved by the Bell were old. So, again, many questions. Regardless, I needed a laugh. So thanks for doing this, Sharon. Um, what I personally find exciting about IMDb reviews is that most of the time, the people posting these oddly worded, poorly punctuated comments, they're the real horror show. Um, I'll seriously take Mike Myers in a dark closet any day over, say, Cool Kid Gaming Reviews. Um, we actually have one more review, Mindy. What? We yes. do? Yes, we do. Wait, 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 audience. Uh, if you have ever listened to more than a few episodes of our show, you've probably heard Mindy talk about her love for the 1963 Robert oh, Wise no. film, The Haunting. Oh, oh no. yes. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> um, this is based on the 1959 Shirley Jackson book titled The Haunting of Hill House. It's one of Mindy's favorite books and also one of her favorite films of all time. And I'm going to read her a review that I found for this movie. And if you listen closely, you may be able to hear steam actually coming out of Mindy's ears. Shut up. While um, I read this, so Mindy, try not to have a stroke. And also, please hold all of your comments until the end. I'm bracing myself just because I know that like people, like kids these days, a lot of times people watch this movie and they're like, it's boring, it's in black and white. So, oh Mindy, God. hold all comments to the end, please. I'm bracing. All right, do it. Hit it. Hit me. Hit me. All right. So this is titled, Being scared by this when you were a child doesn't make it a horror masterpiece. (laughs) One out of ten. And I swear to God, I did not write this review, even though by the title alone, it sounds like I did. Shut up. You've acknowledged that you understand why this is considered Oh, I like this movie. I don't like it as much as you, but I like it. I just think it's really funny the title of this because you literally watched this for the first time when you were like three years old um so you have a a strong attachment to this movie it's like this review is written for mindy (laughs) all right okay here we go ready big deal it scared the living crap out of you once many things terrify you when you're a child you simply don't understand that movies are engineered to scare you and you believe that everything is real Trusting a child's review of a horror film they saw when they were very young and impressionable is never a good idea. This film isn't scary at all. You keep watching it, waiting for the big payoff, and there is none. It's a shame this movie gets so much praise because I saw it and thought, that was it? Was my DVD version cut? It wasn't. (laughs) Just about every scary movie ever made is scarier than this film. Yes, it's got a house that looks scary, shot with infrared film stock. Too bad nothing ever happens. Like the sequence that was just focusing on an abstract plaster tile pattern for way too long. Go to a plaster tile shop and prepare to get scared out of your wits if you're that easily frightened. And save your money instead of buying this. Maybe even buy yourself a tile that gives you daymares at night or nightmares during the day. Yes, it has some great sets. Too bad it has an extremely irritating lead character that completely ruins the picture. This is a character drama with some cool atmospheric shots. That's about it. You're imagining the rest if you think it's the scariest thing you've ever seen. And I don't trust your taste in films just because a famous director also said it was scary. Seriously, the director of The Sound of Music created a true horror film? No, he didn't. And obviously couldn't. All right, here's where Mindy is really going to lose her shit. 
And the remake, at least, had some creepy moments and fantastic production design. And that lead character did a much better portrayal and was more sympathetic. It's not a great film either, but at least you can see where Jan de Bont and company were trying to create something that was actually frightening. The scariest thing is why so many people call this film terrifying and worthwhile. Extremely overrated, like Eleanor, you people need to get out more. <laughs> okay, I did. I backed up from the mic because I was laughing for a lot of that. But I wait, can we just back up when he they were talking about the I'm assuming the Mike Flanagan version, maybe? No. Oh, my God. Oh, they didn't talk about the Mike. Flanagan. So they were talking version. about the 1999. Oh, that's sad. That's even worse because that that movie is real bad. Well, I don't trust your your judgment of horror movies reviewer um because that movie is shit um what did they say though that like like so and so and crew when they were t- what did Jan debant i think oh, he's the director oh the- oh okay okay see right away i was like i went to the mike flanagan one because he said well the new one was a little bit better and i was like oh no your favorite remake ever the remake of the haunting starring lily taylor and liam neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones, and oddly, and oddly cast Owen Wilson. Um, that I actually laughed throughout most of that, um, just because it was like there are kind of some sick burns in there, you know. <laughs> um, but go get a piece of plaster tile if you really want to be scared. Oh my god! Well, what's funny is they missed. Clearly, they did, like look, looked up once during that scene, and then like went back to their iPad or whatever because they missed the rest of what happens with that tile but i'm not gonna get too mad or judgy i that was actually pretty funny thank you that was a fun surprise sharon all um, right thanks yeah. for being a good sport i'm glad you did not have a stroke well thank you all so much for listening we hope you enjoyed us reading these horrible movie reviews uh Horribly entertaining, I should say. Uh, <laughs> as always, you can write to us at horrorstalkhorror at gmail.com with anything you want to share with us, whether it's ghost stories, true crime stories, creepy stories, or if you want to send us your own funny horror movie review, whatever you would like us to read on our show, we would uh, love to hear from you. Please also, while you're at it, uh, subscribe to us on your platform of choice please rate and review us as well because it does actually help us kind of move up there in the ratings a little bit and get more exposure even if you don't use itunes for podcasts we'd be grateful if you could just take a second log in and uh, leave us a review and then went right back to like spotify or you know whatever else you use Uh, but good reviews on itunes especially help get more exposure so We'd be very, very grateful if you would all do that. Also, hopefully things are improving, but we know it's still tough out there. So uh, if you are able, please do join our Patreon. Uh, You'll get early access to episodes, exclusive posts, maybe even get some cool shit sent to you in the old-fashioned snail mail. Could be cool, just saying. Speaking of Patreon, we want to give a shout out to Kevin, our newest patron. Thank you so much for your support, Kevin. It really does mean the world to us. And uh, with your tier, we get to read your top 10 favorite horror movies on our show. And I have to read the intro that Kevin wrote (laughs) for his list because I thought it was very funny and clever. Awesome. So, quote... Now for the moment no one's really been waiting for, (laughs) Kevin Morris proudly presents a Kevin Morris production of a Kevin Morris list of stuff and things segment in association with no one or anyone really. I give you Kevin's top 10 list of horror movies. So coming in at number 10, Vacancy, which in parentheses he wrote too real in its possibility. Totally agree. That's an awesome movie, and it's terrifying for that exact reason, and it's why I do not stay in motels. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Coming in at number nine is a movie that I guess a lot of people don't think is very scary and that the kids should be killed, Uh, Poltergeist, (laughs) uh, the original, 1982. At number eight is Us, great choice. 
Yeah, I love that movie. Number seven is also a great choice, The Descent. Number six, we have Saw, the original. Number five, Friday the 13th, part two. Which I personally think is a really good movie. I do too, yeah. I think it's uh, a very strong contender with the first one. I might like the first one a little bit better just because Kevin Bacon's in it. (laughs) But the second one is actually probably a better movie. You mean baby Kevin Bacon? A very baby (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Baby Kevin Bacon! (laughs) Uh, At number four, we have the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, which is great. Yeah, virtual high five there, Kevin. I love that movie. Uh, Number three is The Shining. Also one of my personal favorites. Um, And at number two, we have a movie that Kevin was a little worried about people giving him shit for it. Ah. So I told him, if anyone gives you shit for this, they have to deal with me. Uh. He put Halloween 2 from 1981. Okay. Why That's would anyone give shit? All I'm going to say about that because, well, all right. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I mean, I I like it fine. It's not great, but yeah, a lot of people do not like it at all, including John Carpenter, who oh. like really is not a fan of that one. But he did go on to explain that some of these movies on his top ten list are there for personal reasons because of how they make him feel like the feelings associated with it, which I can totally understand that, you know, you have certain memories associated with certain movies and they're your favorite movie for a reason. You like what you like. So who the fuck cares? Well, and Kevin, Sharon just gave me shit reading a bad review of The Haunting. So clearly, like, there's no judgment here. (laughs) But (laughs) nobody, if anyone's about to give Kevin shit, just stop right there because his number one favorite scary movie is the original Halloween from 1978. So... Thank you, Kevin, for sharing bravely with us. Um, Like I said, no shame here. Love it. We will get your goodie bag out to you as soon as we can. So keep an eye out for that. Um, As always, please be kind to each other out there. Uh, Be safe and get vaccinated if you haven't already. All that good stuff. Uh, Never forget that you don't kill the debt man. The debt man (laughs) kills you. Kills you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And as always, thanks thanks for getting getting creepy creepy with us. Sharon, you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.